One section I enjoy reading on Sunday mornings in the New York Times is a column called Social Cues, penned by advice columnist Philip Galanis. Somewhere between a Dear Abby and a Miss Manners, Mr. Galanis dishes out advice to those who write in about their own awkward personal situation. Recently, this column shared pearls of wisdom that I think tie in quite nicely to our Torah portion this Shabbat. Maria from Chicago wrote, my mother-in-law often gossips with me about other people's personal difficulties. Is there a civil way I can let her know I don't want to hear these stories? To which Mr. Galanis replies, sadly, you've come to the right place, Maria. I gossip like a fishwife. <laughs> Typically, I do it when I'm feeling jealous or insecure, and gossiping makes me feel better for a second. That's the problem, he writes. Gossip is like alcohol. It stimulates initially, but ultimately leaves us feeling lower than when we started. In reading this, I was struck by how succinctly the Social Cues editor identified the underlying cause of one form of negative verbiage. So many of us speak negatively of others because it pumps us up, even for a moment. I think I know maybe two people in my life who never speak ill of others. It seems like most of the rest of us just can't seem to help ourselves. The Torah portion for this Shabbat, called Balak, is a funny story. It's one of a handful of laugh-out-loud funny pieces scattered throughout the Bible. In its humorous manner, it endeavors to remind us all of the power of words to heal or to hurt. Basically, King Balak sees the Israelite people coming on their way to the Promised Land. Now, he could have hospitably welcomed them and sent them on their way to their destination without any trouble. But the Torah tells us, Moab dreaded the Israelites and said, now this horde will lick clean all that is about us. That was incorrect. The Israelites really were just trying to get from point A to point B. What is striking about the setup for this entire story is the way in which it is built upon an unfounded fear. Throughout history, much of the hate that has been visited on Jews, on African Americans, on Muslim Americans, on gay people, on all minorities is based on ungrounded fear quickly followed by words that fan that fear and spread it out to the masses. Well, seeing that the Israelite people are coming, King Balak hires a well-regarded purveyor of curses to curse the Israelite people. That's right. He actually hires a guy known for hurling a good curse. 
The famous keeper of the curse is called Balaam. And then there's this funny within the funny story when Balaam rides his ass, and that's what it says in the Torah. My son had this for his bar mitzvah portion, and he just reveled in the fact of using the word ass multiple times on the bima appropriately. And now I just know how he feels about that. Anyway, so he's on his ass, accompanied by Moabite dignitaries, to go do this cursing job. The ass stops dead in the road, won't move for anything. Here you have this powerful speech master who can't even tell his own animal to move. In front of all the dignitaries, it is revealed that an angel of God is blocking the ass's way. Balaam is mortified. But the worst for this cursed cursor is yet to come. At long last, Balaam stands boldly, surrounded by King Balak and his minions. He stands tall and proud to do what he does best. He opens his mouth, and instead of his infamous curse, out comes a blessing. King Balak has paid good money for Balaam's cursing services and is justifiably irritated. So the know-it-all king, it's like someone who just thinks they have a bad cell phone connection. He just takes him to another location. Balaam stands tall and proud, opens his mouth. Out comes an even greater blessing. In utter frustration, King Balak instructs Balaam, don't bless, don't curse. Shh, but it's too late. Out comes another blessing. This leads to the mother of all temper tantrums by the king. Seriously, it is really funny. And in Balaam's blessing, he says, Matovu ohalecha Yaakov, mishkenotecha Yisrael. How pleasant are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. So every morning when we sing Matovu, we remember about our options whenever we open our mouths. We can bring blessing, or we can speak negatively, gossip, hate, or curse. Just over a week ago, I was surprised to receive a call asking me to testify before the San Francisco Public School Board. It turns out that a group had come to the district with a proposal that the schools open up an Arabic and Vietnamese language program. Really great idea. But it turns out that the group regularly, this particular group that wanted to bring this into the school, regularly uses hate speech that vilifies Israel, and now they want to help out in the training of the culture in the schools and with the teachers. Regarding Israel, the head of this organization actually says, as long as you continue to be on that side, I am going to continue to hate you. It would almost be funny if it wasn't so sad and potentially scary that a group that openly hates Israel and likes to talk about it would want to advise or be invited by the school board to advise a public school program. Fortunately, our Jewish Community Relations Council got out there and continues to push the school district 
to remove that organization from the equation. Keep the language program, just not that organization. I spoke late this week to one of the school board members. She assures me that the school district intends only to teach the languages. And we want to be full supporters of our public schools. But it is a shame that so much time must be spent simply to keep a group that speaks words of hate from influencing our schools. As we all know, just two weeks ago, a young white man used hate-filled speech at the moment he gunned down eight members of a Bible study group and their pastor, Reverend Clementa Pinckney. Some think that words don't matter, but this gunman's words were so shameful and poisonous, and clearly someone else's words had influenced that boy to become a murderer. Those lovely human beings were in their house of worship just as we are now. They were studying the Bible. I said to Rabbi Jonathan, can you imagine nine of us in our Torah study class just gone that way? Racially motivated shootings, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, homophobia-induced language all start with the same irrational fear that King Balak felt. Jews must speak up forcefully against hate, not just the hate that is directed at our people, but the hate that leads to violence against every minority group in our country. And I know that many of us have difficulties making that connection between the unkind words we say about others and the kind of hate speech that leads to violence. But there is a thread. It starts with each one of us watching our own words, avoiding or at least reducing our human tendency to speak ill of others in order to raise up our own selves. And then together we must work to change the culture of this country to one where our words of hate are transformed into words of blessing. Where we are there for other communities that are targeted and they are there for us. And then we can sing with the fullest hearts about this beautiful country, America the Beautiful, America is beautiful. Son of the 